Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And this is Super Fly Fuller. Super Fly Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast, we are revisiting the seven deadly sins. Bum, bum, bum. We've covered three, and today we're going to talk about greed. You ready to talk about it, Fuller? I'm greedy at the pants. So is that a yes or is that a no? Let's go. Let's go. I'm feeling a little bit like Scrooge McDuck over here. What? what I, don't, I don't even know what you talk about. Greed? Gr- your, what greed? did you say again? I, I don't remember. Something about your pants. I, I, something about my, I don't know. I don't even know what you said, and I'm very confused. But, you know, I do have to say, I'm still very thrown off that we don't have a sponsor. Oh, and, and contrary to the oops, we are not sponsored by the Mormon Church. We are not. <laughs> sorry. That was wild. But, Did you see we made 30 bucks off the Mormon Church? I said the Mormons paid us 30 bucks. Dude, maybe we should we let that, McDonald's. Maybe we should let that ad run for a Just little Just run it for a bit. No, so I got a Sponsored, text. not sponsored. So my, my brother-in-law, Joe, texted me. He goes, dude. Why is Morgan Freeman sponsoring? He didn't really say it that way. You didn't say it that way. I'm going to put words in your mouth. He's like, why is Morgan Freeman sponsoring your podcast? Like, this is weird. And this. And then all of a sudden, like, talk. I got another message. We got, And then all of a sudden, Beth comes, like, flying up the, st- up the stairs. She goes, why are the Mormons sponsoring your podcast? And I'm like, what is happening? What and, is Fuller doing over there? <laughs> and so back when we were first starting to look into, okay, should we get a sponsor? Should we not? You know. Podbean was like, hey, we have this new advertising platform and you can choose who you want to sponsor and whatnot. And we were like, okay, sure. So we just like signed up for it so we could access it, but it never was active. We never turned it on. We never did anything. So somehow. And then all of a sudden it went boop yeah. and activated. And like, and it kept, and we were like, oh no, I fixed it. Nope, it fixed it again. We fixed it. We Nope, nope it's nope, back. Nope. And so there was Holy about- Spirit. Activate. Huh? Holy Spirit, activate. <laughs> so there was like 1,300 downloads of, uh, of, of different of, Mormon- ep- of it, because they can insert that mug into any episode. They- so I wonder if there's old episodes. Hey, guys, let us know if you hear any other old episodes oh. of RTC that we have to fix because oh, of Podbean's crap. No. I sure hope not. But oh, you say we, we lost all of our intro beginning stats for the first you know day on that one episode yeah. of, um, what was the, what was that topic? Was age it age and leadership? Was it age, was it, was yep. it age and leadership? Yep. Was that the that's one we talked about that? We referenced that one a lot last week, but yeah, yeah. So we were, we are not sponsored by BYU. We ain't no. sponsored by nobody except yours. Truly. We are unsponsorless. We are, we are brought to you by water. Cause water is free. <laughs> we, we are brought to you by real talk. Christian podcast, two dudes in a basement, two dudes in a basement with a studio with no camera. Again, we're sorry. You I'm still looking at the imaginary camera. Me too. I'm looking at that little, Dot. Like, I'm like, that's the camera tonight, guys. Hey, but going? we perform better when we think people are watching us. We we do. We spruce up. Now I'm like all laid back and lackadaisical and just like. I will say, last here. episode took us a little bit to get into because we're like, man, we've been down here for like a month. It was like 20, it was almost 30 minutes, I think, before we jumped into the conversation. It was wild. Hey, guys, Fuller said that Fuller said a time. Take a, sh- well, take a coffee I, shot. I had to fill in because you uh, were slack and you did a couple last episode, but. None so My far bad. tonight. My bad. But I do want to say this. So even though we are not sponsored by Lifeway or the CSB, we are still huge supporters of the CSB. Yes. And we had a lot of people send money our way to buy more Bibles because people keep asking for more Bibles. And I, and I got some of the Bibles. And he got some of the Bibles since he like started talking and then just like slunked I away. just from like the, slumped away and bought like the microphone. Slunk. So we ordered a whole bunch of just standard, normal CSBs. And when you ask us for a CSB, you never know what you're going to get. You could get a study Bible. <laughs> you could got- get a compact. You 
you could get a thin line. You could get a it's what nice a, clean. It's whatever's on back. sale. Whatever's on sale. And whatever be grabbed for you. Now, I will say, based if, if you say something like, hey, I've never owned a Bible or I'm just getting started on my faith, we have specific Bibles for you. Depending on your walk of life. But right now, I am holding four different... They're not study Bibles. Oh, that one says they, study they Bible. They're, they're kind all kind of, of like study Bibles. We have four different types of like study Bibles. Then we just have the standard CSB. I'm not bringing right. those over here. But, dude, you got some really cool ones. So, like, right now, I'm looking at the the Restoration Bible. So, yeah. like, what's this one? Brown Leather Restoration. So, this is for people that are, like, uh, learning oh. to restore. Go ahead and read that. Oh, okay. Rest- restoration I just found this. So, Restoration Theme. So, it, it's all acrostic, like a good old Baptist. So, Restore. R is Rest in Reflection. E is Eternal Perspective. S is Support. T is thanksgiving and contentment. O is other-centeredness. R is relationships. And E is exercise of faith. And it says that this is what's supposed to, like, the whole restore theme is there's different passages that each point us to each one of these letters throughout, like, like uh, eternal perspective, God's mercy, exercising your faith, showing mercy. And they're all taken, and they're put, like, study notes, like, in the actual Bible. That's yeah, pretty cool. So who's this one actually like for? Like like so the, those are for those oops. who are uh, struggling or like a, a rehab or like just trying to revitalize their yeah. It their talks about different walk. restoring your faith in different seasons. Yeah, so that's really so, interesting. And then I have the apologetic study Bible, which is one of our favorites. Those are for those of you who really want to study and and get well well versed in your apologetics and this is uh an actual study bible so it has like the intro to each passage there's yep. us on the bottom now this is interesting so in mark uh mark 16 18 the twisted scripture yeah it says it's they will pick awesome, up snakes it? if they should drink anything deadly it will not harm them and then the twisted scripture says in 1910 after reading mark 16 18 george Wesley introduced snake handling to churches yeah. throughout the appalachian region although this passage is a part of the ending of Mark that is considered by many to not be original. Much of the church of the 18th century viewed this passage as authoritative. Therefore, if it were interpreted literally, one can expect to hear that early Christians obey the directive to quote-unquote pick up snakes. No evidence exists of this, however, although the Apostle Paul is protected when he was bitten by a venomous viper. So there's stuff like that all throughout where it's like, hey, it's here's... a lot of apologetics. Yeah, here's like here's an apparent contradiction, so let's debunk that. So that's 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 really dope. Uh, what's this one? The that's seven, seven arrows. arrows. Yep. So, and so what's the seven arrows? It's the it's the old uh, what did you oh, call it? Oh, oh the it's Swedish, a Swedish study Bible. Swedish study Bible method. So, yep. if Sosha is listening, we introduced this to the student ministry when I was the when I was the youth pastor because I was ordained. I was an elder at Southside. He, he was he was yeah. If you if you go back and listen, to last but week, so the easiest way to study the Bible according to the Swedish Bible study method, and it just got that title because one lady was leading a Bible study and the Swedes studied the Bible this way, so she coined it the Swedish Bible study method. And you say, what does this passage say? Uh, what did this passage mean to its original audience? What does this passage tell us about God? Arrow going up. What does this passage tell us about man? What does this passage demand of me? How does this passage change the way I relate to people? And how does this passage prompt me to pray to God? So each I arrow love, I love does you, a different thing. I love how you're doing the hand signals I to am, nobody. But nobody can see them. So the seven different arrows. So it takes all these different texts and how to actually study the Bible in that context. So if you're new to the faith, I would say this one's a really, really good one. It is a good one. And, and then this one is so this cool. One, nev- you talk about this one. I've never so heard of this, this one. This one is called the Fisher. What is it called? It's the Fisher... Fishers of Men yes, Bible. Fisher, so it's. I a, want to take this one home. So when I this is so no, cool. Mark, there's only there's only two. Okay, Beth, can I buy another Bible? I got enough. So, I, just, I know. I, I really I, wanted I this one too. I donated a ton of them. So uh, this Bible this so cool. is more for the disciple seeking uh, person that wants to learn how to be discipled and to disciple. 
the fishers of men. Bible. This is really cool. Like, so when you're doing it, there's like an overall guide in each. There's like different symbols throughout for apologetics, evangelism, church, devotion, Christian doctrine, and counseling. And what it does is instead of like your typical cross references, it's like, hey, or, or instead of Bible study notes, it's like, hey, here's how you can like apply it or what it means or just that and the other. Like so this it's one, a, it's a discipleship it, Bible. It is aesthetically gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It, it, in, it, in the words of my daughter Noah, it's gorgeous, daddy. It's gorgeous. Except it doesn't have the words of Jesus in in red. Thank goodness. Or if you really want to be thrown for a loop, his name's not Jesus. His name is Yeshua. Someone brought that up in our RTC Facebook group, and I said, yeah, you're right. His name was Yeshua. Yeah, but what was Peter's name? Simon. No. Cephas. Cephas is his name. Have you seen that meme about from uh, Peter Parker? And it's like, hey, Jesus goes, hey, buddy, what's your name? Simon. Hey. I... So, Hi, Peter. So like from Doc so, Ock. So we got like Yeshua, Jesus, right? That's not too bad. Yeah. You got yeah Cephas and Peter. That's about the same length. What do you think John's Hebrew name was? Do, do you actually know? I do. It wasn't like Joe. It wasn't. Oh no no! You said this once in an old episode when we were recording out <laughs> well, in my sunroom. For rewinders, we need out you in the here. sunroom. Yes. You mentioned it. Oh shoot! Because you said. Because you played a game with me, and you would say their Greek name, and then I would <laughs> no, say the American. Hebrew. They're Hebrew, Hebrew name. And then I would say the American version, and I could I didn't know who on earth you said. Yeah. What was John? Yochanan. Yeah, that's just messed up. <laughs> or Yochanan. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yochanan. Yeah. And so whenever someone says, yeah, these Bible names are fake, they're made up. No, these are just the OG, like, English versions of the names, okay? <laughs> they're translations. Right. And, like, the best way to describe it, this, describe it was I was watching Madam Secretary. It always goes back to Meatloaf from Madam Secretary, and I just pointed at the camera again. Um, take, a, take a coffee shot. I said Meatloaf. Um, but, and Madam Secretary, that's two Madam, shots. That's, we should add that one. Mark makes <laughs> one of his favorite show references. <laughs> two espresso shots. Anywho. But, so, um, in that, Dmitry Petrov, he, when he introduces himself, he says, my name is Dmitry. But then he says the Russian version of his name. And it's not Dimitri. It's it's however he would say it in Russian. But in, and when he translates to American, it's just Dimitri. Dimitri mm. Petrov. But it sounds so, it's similar, but it's different. And so if people ever give you crap like, oh, well, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, those weren't Greek or Hebrew names. We're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we track away. But, but so, either way. So wasn't, I think, wasn't Judas originally like it was a different form of saying Jesus? I can't remember. I'd have to go I back and look. I actually don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I th it's one of the. It's either one of the apostles or like Judas meant like was the same name as one of the other apostles or it was the name of Jesus. I can't remember which, but yeah. Did you know my mom hates me? What? Which, side note. Happy birthday, what? mom. Today Wait, is what? Wendy Hyde's birthday. She doesn't listen. It, it, no, she doesn't. She doesn't even know what a podcast is. Um, no. A, what's what's that uh, that face Twitter and that uh, that you book thing that you guys do over there? <laughs> that uh, that's the uh, the, uh, the the snap talk. You got yeah, that snap yeah. talk? Yeah, that snap tickety talk. Tick, tick, tick chat. Tick chat. <laughs> no, but my mom named me Timothy, and then named me my middle name, and then I go by my middle name, and it ain't even spelled normal. Like it ain't even spelled the biblical way. It's spelled the French way. <laughs> my name is spelled the snobby way, which makes sense. He is Timothy Mache. Or according to my grandma, who was from New England, it was Timothy Mach. Mach. It was always on my Mach. Yeah, Mach. You say Mach. She like she had the phlegm and everything, she's man. She's like you from Boston, Mach. She was. She was from Connecticut. <laughs> she All was right. from Connecticut. But anyway, well, the only reason why I bring that up is even though we're not sponsored by the CSB, I want to be set the record straight in case anybody asks. We did not support or send out CSBs because of the sponsorship. I've been using the CSB since before the CSB was a thing. And with the you Holman. introduced me to yep. the CSB, and ever since I picked up the Ancient Faith Study Bible, 
I've fallen in love with it. And fun fact, we were actually working on a sponsorship with a different Bible translation before we went after Lifeway. We, we well, actually, were. Lifeway came after us, let's be honest. But oh, we, yeah. went, we went for the NET. The NET, yeah. Yeah, because in the 50th episode giveaway, we asked them for a Bible, and we asked Lifeway for a Bible just to give away. Yeah, and then... And NET didn't say nothing to us. Nope, not a And not somehow a Lifeway, even though they, they they still won't email us back. Yeah, what's we had up a, with that? We had a year-long partnership, but we can't even get them to email us back. Now, homegirl who worked with us, she... She, Caroline. she, she Ca- left. Carolina? She was fantastic. She was, yeah. No, she Caroline, was she was fantastic, yeah. but she left Lifeway and, and did different things. And, and, then, they, and then we got this new guy who never... Like, even when we would build them, no, nope. like, just never responded. Is awful. Like, just like, hey, this, we were always like, hey, this is where it we're was, at. I think it was an outsourced company. I don't think he worked for yeah, Lifeway. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you can't get a hold of Lifeway anymore. Nope. But anywho, but so I just want to say that we, we love the CSB. Y'all still yes, go and get the CSB now. CSBible.com. Now, granted, if you accidentally get like an ESV in the mail, don't be like, oh, they're cheating on the CSB. It's the Bible. It's but, the Bible. But more than likely. But more than likely, it will be a CSB. And, and we love uh, don't forget, uh, we talked about it last, last episode, but if you want to get involved, anything that you, you get a hold of us, if you want to donate at, or you just want to send us Bibles to send out, or if you want to send a donation for us to buy Bibles to send out on your behalf, we will do so. So here's a question. Should we use, uh, now if someone sends us money to buy Bibles, will we use it to ship it too? No, just buy it. Just to buy them. We'll no. worry about the shipping. We'll, we'll, we'll cover the shipping. We'll worry about the shipping. We'll cover the shipping if you want to donate for Bibles. How about that? I, I love it. Free shipping on the expense of Fuller and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, Brandon, before we get into the party cues, the coffee, the review, sure, all the different sure. things, I want to get, I, 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 oh, I forgot that the person's name is, but did you see in the Facebook group the one person who posted about the 3% tattoos that she got with her, no. her father-in-law? No. Where's my phone? I, I don't know. I don't know where my phone is. That's right. You don't need it. He's he's like having an anxiety attack right now. <laughs> someone like, get the someone get the meds. Someone get the meds. No, um, but no. But in the Facebook group, which has been super cool, we I, I threw out a post where it's like, hey, introduce yourself. Start a new feed. And introduce yourself. And Beth was like, I ain't starting a new feed. I'm going to post it right here. And once she did and that, I was like, I'm like, doing that on, too. Beth. No, uh, Kelsey. So Kelsey, she's a newer member. She's 25 from Mississippi. Mississippi. M I S S I S S I P P I. Oh, I, sorry. I make fun of backwoods Mississippi sometimes. So I apologize. Can we make fun of backwoods Alabama still? Let's do. Alabama? Uh, let's do. My kinfolk come from Louisiana, so I can make fun of that. What's. No, you were you were doing North Dakota for a while too. Well, I just don't want to live there. That's the last state I want right, to live. Anyways, in. let's go. go but, on. Anyway, but she she posted this this post about the three percent and that her father in law got COVID and what was the other thing? He had COVID and double pneumonia and his survival rate was three percent by a miracle of God. He survived and that's hit her playing tennis oh, that's with awesome. him not even a month ago. So it's more just the fact of what I wanted to bring up is it's super cool to hear stories from you guys in podcast land of seeing how God works and how God's moving. Just sure. get to get to know you guys a little bit. And so it's more just the fact of keep introducing yourself in the Facebook group, keep engaging with the Facebook group because you never know who you might encourage. I just want to say that really lifted my spirits the other day. Be like, that's, that's awesome. That's a cool story. And then they have the, the tattoo that, well, what's, why do you have 3% on your tattoo? Well, look at what God did. Mm, like, I just think yeah. that's super cool. So I just want to challenge people, encourage people in that Facebook group. If you have not, if you're an introvert, this is the prime time for you to shine. Introduce yourself over there in the Facebook group. That's in, all I got. In that, in that face TikTok. In that face talk. 
in, 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 face the in, in, in the book chat. <laughs> well, before we get to what we're drinking, review. Should no, we do a party cue? No, let's move right into the coffee. No party cue? We're going to talk about the coffee? Great. Yeah. I'm drinking water because in last episode, I said I will only drink water, and I am, I, I'm regretting my decision, but I'm also thankful that I might sleep tonight. I am drinking flavored water. But I say, where did you get this bougie stuff? So this this is actually... You didn't, you didn't even offer this to me, bro. Well, this is Shield. I have more water in the car, but... This is Shield that's offered by my work. And I drank this earlier, and then I've been just filling it up with water and adding flavor. Wait, 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 wait. So you get that for free at work? I get, I got that for free at work, yeah, because it's full of electrolytes. So when I'm working and sweating to death, they gave me it for free. So but, for my business, can I buy, like, my own groceries and say, hey, it's for work purposes to so sustain me in my job? I don't think so, Tim. Oh, never mind. Did you say Tim? I did. <laughs> but so, I, no, so you, you, Did you get the reference, though? No. I don't think so, Tim. I, I don't. Oh, oh, home improvement. Thank but, you. Oh, it took me oh. a little bit. I was seeing home improvement. You, but anyway, so you got so so you're not holding out on me. So it's not, you're not no, holding it's out. Not, on it's not. Me. It's not. About what, to say, Janiel, he's hiding the, the good stuff. It's not what the label says. It was an empty plastic bottle that I filled. So, well, you, I don't even know what this is. What pure is pure life, which is with what Aldi? No, Kroger? it's Martin's. Martin's. Oh, this is bougie it's water. Nice bougie water. It was right next Ooh. to the Dasani. Which fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact, if you listen to Jordan Felice, he does not like Dasani water, nope. period. Nope, but but Red Walker only drinks, only drinks <laughs> Dasani. Yeah. Which, so, which I'm on Team Jordan Felice. Dasani is gross. Dasani does not taste it's good. It's water. Do you guys have opinions on water? Let us know in the Facebook group if you have an opinion on water, because I for sure do. Give me smart or smart water or Fiji this is any the, day of the week. This is the same guy who used to drink the city water. It tasted like pool water, so I wouldn't trust. I still do. I would not well, trust. Well, that's not true. I drink my well water now because I don't have city water anymore. Don't trust his judgment. <laughs> Anyways, let's move into the review. It says, let's go. Five stars from Richard mm. Heron 72. Thanks, Rich. Says, finally figured out how to leave this uh, well-earned review. Spotify listener here. Hey. <laughs> I like that Spotify, Spotify listener. listener here. Man, those Spotify crew is proud. Mark and Fuller take a fantastic approach on topics that we deal with in our daily lives. They also use scripture to help us learn and guide us through the tricky topics. I also highly recommend the RTC Community Facebook page to further engage and learn. Yeah. Keep up the great work, fellas. Spread the word, talk it out, and land those planes. Drink your espresso <laughs> shot. Land those planes. I love it. Well, thank you, Richard. Richard, you're just wonderful. I you're, absolutely you're love it. You know why right? am I looking? I'm like looking, I keep at, looking get, at the camera too. And I'm giving the eye to the camera that's not there. We are so thrown off without this camera. We here. really are. That's why that's why last episode went so stinking. All on. right, man. So this before is, I move on though, did you know we have 124 reviews on I, Facebook, but we have 447 on Spotify? You talking not on Facebook on iTunes. I said Facebook? Yeah, you said on Facebook. 124 that's, that's, that's on iTunes, Apple iTunes, and No, yes. it's not even iTunes, it's podcast. Apple Podcast. Whatever. But how, it's iTunes. It was Spotify originally iTunes. folks. Help us get to a five we want 500 reviews on Spotify. So if you're a Spotify listener, leave a rate, not review, just leave a rating. Leave a rating. We want 500 ratings on Spotify. So make it happen, people. All right, Mark. All right. Well, so this is kind of an interesting topic that you've brought to us today of we're back into the seven deadly sins. Yeah. So why don't you set the stage for us, my man? Okay. So the seven deadly sins. We've already covered three of them so far. Not right, two. Right, right. No, no. I, I had two, then you changed. We, we, we've covered three so far here on RTC. And in fact, we updated the mobile menu of our website. So it's easier to search. Where you can actually see this like seven different main cat or is it 
three, six, nine, maybe ten. So nine, what you're saying is tonight we're is going to put us over halfway through the seven deadly. Yeah, and you can listen to the other three by mobile menu. Click it and just go to the seven deadly sin link at the very bottom. But anyway, so we've already covered Pride episode eighty one. 89, we covered lust, then we waited all the way to 132 to talk about gluttony. That was a really fun conversation. <laughs> and now actually. we're on 162, greed. <laughs> uh, are we 162? 162, without bonus. Uh, wow, we're at, yeah, we're already at 162. 162. Yeah. That is I, wild. I, I wrote it on the Yeah, title. you did, but That's, I just didn't believe it, because I'm like, holy cow. But either way, so we've already covered three seven deadly sins. This would make number four. But before we jump into it, I want to do a quick review of what the seven deadly sins are. And then the whole list of them, and then we'll jump in. That sound good? All right, I'll stand by. All right, so quick review of the seven deadly sins. This is all from our friends over at gotquestions.org. Gotquestions.org. And according to Catholic theology, the seven take a coffee shot, we sang. Um, <laughs> according to Catholic theology, the seven deadly sin are seven vices or negative character qualities that left unchecked will result in a whole host result in a host of other sins and eventually kill a person's soul. The seven deadly sins are pride, envy, gluttony, lust, anger, greed, and slothfulness. The list was first delineated by Pope Gregory the Great in the 6th century. I think I said it. Did <laughs> no, I say it right? No. <laughs> it was close, though. We'll give it and, to you. And, and, and the century after Drink the 5th century. <laughs> Man, if you're new to this podcast, I apologize. You have no idea what's going on. Thomas Aquinas later expounded on the idea. In the 14th century, Dante wrote his epic poem, Inferno, in which he pictured purgatory as having seven Terrences corresponding to the seven deadly sins. Like Dante's Inferno? Dante's Infernos. <laughs> the seven deadly sins are also called the seven capital sins or the seven cardinal sins. Cardinal meaning, context of meaning, of basic importance or extremely grave. The seven deadly sins are considered to be the most basic sins that plague humanity and the sins that are most likely to beset us because each of the seven deadly sins leads to others. And even though the, set, the the list of seven deadly sins does not come directly from the Bible, again, you know, Pope Gregory, he or compiled it, it or, or whatnot. You know, I, we we believe that they do a great job categorizing the root source of very, very, you know, various sins. And right off the bat, we want to say that these sins are, in fact, forgivable. The seven deadly sins are not the unforgivable sin. There is one sin, though, that isn't forgivable. We Which, covered that one back in episode 34. Wow, you actually knew that? Well, no, I wrote it down. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't remember now. it. Okay, good job. <laughs> you thought I just pulled that out of my butt? I did. I didn't see that the 34 was down here, but yeah, I that was. Nailed, no, I pulled it out of my butt. Sweet. I nailed it, guys. Episode 34. So go back and listen to that episode if you want to know about We should revisit that, that episode eventually. You think so? Dude, we're 130 episodes past that episode. Yeah, but rewinders just listen to it. That's Dude, true. There's some okay. Think about it. To, for in order for someone to rewind an episode and they listen to one episode oh, every single day, it goodness. would take like six half a year. It would take like six months for them to get through all of it. Almost a half a year. Yeah. Well, and so it's, it's the people that go, That's hey, every day we're in August. We're in, date recording. We're in August. Yep. Drink your espresso shot. Yep. <laughs> And uh, maybe we should start playing bingo too. The, <laughs> bingo! I got a bingo. <laughs> First person to say bingo after an episode. Oh goodness! Wins a swag bag. Wins a study bible. <laughs> uh, wow, that just really went off the track. But anyways, 
Or talking about seven deadly sins formulated uh, by the Catholics, and Catholics are known for them bingo nights. So. I totally lost what I was saying. Yeah, I have no idea laughing. where you're going with it. Oh, oh, we, we we right now it's August. Oh, so the thing that amazes me are those people that go, yeah, I just started listening in April, and I'm just caught caught up, and I'm like, that is wild. That's a lot of Mark and Fuller. That's too much. Our wives can't even handle that much of Mark and Fuller. That's why they disappear when we record. <laughs> Dude, right. dude I will say it's a lot of fun. So my other podcast, you know, Small Church Media Podcast, Beth lately has happened. Take to, an espresso shot. He plugged himself again. There you go. She happens to be in the room Bingo. when I record, and she legitimately laughs. And I have to, like, point myself away from her because she makes fun of me while I'm recording. And then afterwards... Well, that's because you go from, hi, I'm Mark, to, hey, guys, I'm Mark, know, how's I, it going? I have a podcast voice. <laughs> and that episode, it comes out, it's like, I started with, this week on the Small Church Media Podcast, and it's aggressive right out the bat, see, and she's like, whoa. See, you're like the opposite of the deep voice, like, uh, uh, next time on... Uh, My voice goes yeah, higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, next time? Well, it's like, I listen to so many other podcasts, and I'm like... Yeah, they just talk like they, they just talk like the normal person. I'm like, nah, bro, we gotta have that engagement voice, that radio voice, that that my face may not be well, pretty, but my voice sure is. That's what is, I'm going for. This is the radio voice right here. Yeah, where it's just kind of soft and you're just chatting. No, I am too excited. This is classical music. I am way too excited. But but anywho, but so I was laughing because Beth actually laughs at me. Let's get back in. Why were we talking about that? (laughs) Where where on earth did that come from? Because we were talking about way back on 34, and I said let's revisit it, and then we started talking about the reminders and okay. Oh, people went back and listened, and so let's review. What's the list again? Okay, so the list is pride, pride, envy, which we covered. Envy, yep. which we haven't covered. Nope. Gluttony. Which we've covered. Lust. Which we've covered. Anger. Which we haven't. Slothfulness. Which we haven't. And greed. Which we're covering now. Covering now. So here's kind of the flow of what I'm thinking for today's episode, all right? We're going to talk about, first off, what is greed? We need to get a definition of what greed is. Um, maybe if at the end, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about what other religions have to say about greed. We'll, we'll, maybe. 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 We'll see. Come back, find out in about an hour. Um, <laughs> then we're going to ask the question of, does the Bible... That's a joke, by the way. Hopefully, it won't be that long. Does the, you just never know with us. <laughs> I just... I choked up myself. I, I laughed. <laughs> does the Bible actually talk about greed? Because again, the seven deadly sins, are they in the Bible? We're going to ask the question of... What does the Bible say? Okay, we'll be You're welcome, Ronnie. Um, <laughs> why is greed included on this list? And then what do we do about it? Sound good? Sounds All right, greedy. so I'm actually going to start with a quote. I'm going to go folder style on this because normally you start with the quote and get into the conversation. I'm going to start with a quote, all right? All right, Timothy, so, go ahead. Christian. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to start with a quote by the Anglican priest, philosopher, and theologian Keith Ward. He says, it's claimed that all major wars in history were caused by religion, but that's totally false. The conquests of the Roman Empire were not caused by religions. Neither were the two world wars. Wars are caused by greed, passion, and the desire for wealth. Wars are caused by greed, passion, and desires for wealth. And in fact, a lot of historians will actually say that many of the religious wars also had a potential side of wealth involved with it, like the Knights Templar and all those different things. Like the Crusades. The Crusades, yeah, a lot had to do with money. Maybe not the first one, but a lot of them did. But the Pope sure... Like and, the, like, and Saint, like the war in Iraq. I mean, oh, jeez, <laughs> wow, well, and we are canceled. But anyway, so, so, okay, so the question is, okay, so what greed causes greed? this. What is greed? And so I went to the best place and the best source that I know the dictionary.com. <laughs> and it, the definition of greed that they gave is it's a selfish, 
an excessive desire for more of something, generally money or such as money, than is needed. So right off the bat, I want to kind of say greed is... uh, it doesn't say that it's a desire to have money or things is what's bad, but the fact of more Excessive. than what is needed. Now, now, would you agree with that definition? Would you add anything to it, or or do you think that's a good place to get started with that? Uh, it looks all right. You think that's all right? Like, sure. I actually thought it was fascinating when I read that about then is needed. Like, is it bad to desire money? Is it bad to desire food, to desire all these different things just to live on life? more than what is needed. So we can get into that a little bit, but maybe when it comes to retirement funds, maybe do you actually need all this different stuff? You're trying to collect too much money so you can go golfing every single day. I don't know. We're going to come back. We're going to find out about it. But the question is retirement even biblical. Oh, we talked about that in a different episode. My answer is actually yes. Uh, But anywho, so what does, what does the Bible say about greed? I have one, two, three, four, five passages we're going to talk about, right. and then I'm going to give four problems with greed. We ready to go? We're going to preach a little bit. We're going to preach a little bit today. Serious. We're going to preach. All right. So, what does the Bible have to say about greed? We're going to start with uh, Jesus Himself. All right. We're going to start with Jesus Himself. Reading from Luke 12, verse 15, He says, "Watch out! Be on your guard against all kind of greed." A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greeds. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Uh, the Apostle Paul to Timothy in verse, uh, 1 Timothy 6.10, uh, it's actually 9 and 10, says this. But those who want to be rich fall into temptation, a trap, and many foolish and harmful desires, which plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. That's pretty rough right there. Let's go back to Jesus, though. Matthew 6, 19 says, Don't store it for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store it for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Continuing in verse 22, it says, The eye of the lamp, uh, the, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, the whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, the whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, since he will either hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Going back to the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 5, 5, it says, For know and recognize this, every sexually immoral or impure or greedy person who is an idolater does not have an inheritance in the kingdom of God and of Christ. Last one, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. So when we look at these passages, this is what the Bible has to say about greed and money. So then the question is, and this is where the conversation needs to pick up, what do we do with all of these passages that we just read. So I'm going to toss the ball back over to you, boss, because I need to drink some water. So so after you read these passages, what are some things that stood out to you from these? Well, uh... What was that voice? Well, sure, I suppose. No, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a big thing where, like, I, you know, Jesus said in Matthew, you can't serve uh, both God and money, right? You can't serve two masters. Uh, 
but he also says don't store up your treasures on earth so what does that mean what does that look like you know we joked around about retirement and this and that and uh you know uh we've talked about it before about being good stewards right being good stewards of what would be given sure sure and so that stewardship role where does that stewardship role and then storing up treasures on earth where does that lie and i think that comes down to if you have uh more than what is needed for life you have much i didn't say excessive i said much right Mm -hmm. so like you and i would be considered rich oh according to the whole world yeah we're considered rich because we have more than what we need for sustaining life Mm -hmm. but does that mean that we are greedy no because i don't think that our whole life is devoted to storing up more and more and gaining more and more and i think Mm -hmm. that's where the greed really takes in it's not so much that you have it's that you thirst for more. It's that you require more, that you pursue more, rather than being satisfied with where the Lord has given to okay, you. Okay, so but then how does that play out then with, like, you know, jobs and promotions, these sure. different things? Because, like, you know, someone could hear that and listen to that, but, oh, well, God has put me at this, you know, nine-to-five job where I'm bringing in 25 grand. Sure. When in reality, it's like, that ain't going to pay the bills, man. Like, sure. like you got to get a better job, take care of if you have wife and kids or whatnot. Sure. So, Where's that line though, where it's like, okay, yes, we need to seek, <laughs> we need to seek a paycheck to, you know, be the husbands and fathers and the mothers that we need to be. But where's that line then? You seek to, to as a man, right? We have a responsibility to um, take care of our family. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't see it as seeking to gain money, but seeking to care for our family. Okay. The spot where it becomes, I think, greedy is when we have enough to take care of our family, and yet we neglect our responsibility as a husband or father to our family to seek out that. And I think that's it. Like, like job promotions aren't always bad, and and transferring jobs for a better paycheck and better, you know, uh, benefits and all these different things are bad. But yeah, I I think you're not. I think, but um, the 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 vibe I'm getting is more like the the CEO. Who literally never sees his kids? Well, so or this person who's constantly chasing money and it actually separates them. There's from There's some family. CEOs that have time for their families, yeah. right? And, oh, oh yeah, no, 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 no. And I want to say that yeah. just because you're a C-suite doesn't make you bad or evil. But it's oh, the one. Now. It's the ones that go to work at five and stay till ten or eleven o'clock at night. That have no relationship. They have no relationship and don't have to, right? Because there are some people that go, look, I got to work two jobs to support my family. Yeah, single moms who grind I'm not, it. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people that neglect their family. To chase more money. To chase more money when they have enough. And I think that's where the distinction of greediness has now been applied. And I think it's hard, too, because in one sense, it's like, like, like I think of like the Gary Vee mindset where it's like you're always grinding, you're always hustling, you're trying to do all these different things, you're always trying to make a deal, make a little bit more money here and there. And the mindset that Gary Vee has is, you grind and grind and grind. Like, I think he has a deal with his wife where it's like during the week, he works. He's not a husband or a father during the week. Well, on the weekends, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he can be a dad and a husband and a father. But during the during the, oh, during the the weekend. But during the week, no, he's grinds. And I feel like so many people in today's culture have that mentality of just hustle, 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 hustle to gain more, get more prestige, get more money, get different things. Which, to be honest with you, if you have a secular mindset, right. That actually makes sense. No, I expect that out of the world. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow right. we die. Right. 
You know, and so if someone doesn't have a Christian worldview, I would expect that sure. out of them. But but as Christians, I feel like so many people get wrapped up in the in the hustle culture and the grind culture in the um, grind for Jesus culture and do this that and the other at the sacrifice of their family. Kind of like a um, oh, what's the uh, was it George Whitfield? It it was one of the or oh, I mean I, I don't want to just you know throw people's names out there. Like it was, it was one of the, one of the uh, great awakening people where it's like we put, maybe it was even one of the Wesley brothers where he traveled around the circuit, was preaching and doing this, that, and the other. And he was doing great things for God and the kingdom, this, that, and the other, but he completely disregarded his wife and his kids to the point where like his wife despised him. Billy Sunday. Was it Billy Sunday? Billy Sunday was one of them. See, that's not who it was. I was thinking like way back in the no, 1800s. But, but Billy Sunday was an uh, early 1900. Well, I say early. He was like he was like a legend 19. in the Baptist world, man. Yeah, but he was one that neglected his family doing the work of the ministry, but neglecting his first ministerial duty to his family. Mm. <laughs> and and that and. I don't think they had anything to do with money. I think that was more no, of the, it didn't, the but pursuit. It's the same thing, right? It, it's the same type of thing that we have a responsibility that is God ordained to our family. When we make that choice that we are going to have a family, there's a responsibility that God expects to go with that choice. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's that it's those people that even like, uh, okay, well, I'm, I'm a good father on the weekend, but during Monday through Friday, I got to grind it out and I ain't got time for this because I got to do this stuff. It's like, do you really have to, right? And that's where that distinction comes. Like, what what are your motives and behind doing it? Is it to support your family or is it to have more so you can take those, you know, vacations to Cancun and stuff like that, which I'm not opposed to vacations. I take vacations myself, but mm-hmm. At the, what are we sacrificing to get that right? I think if, if you got there's that fine balance, and I, we have a, a, an episode, and I don't, I'm not you, I can't pull it out on my rear end, but uh, what it was uh, the kingdom, kingdom or, over everything. No, it was uh, what did we what we titled it? It was the like kingdom balance or something like oh, that. Oh, kingdom balance. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember so, what number that one is. Yeah, it was I like, got no clue. Yeah, so yeah, it's. I think it's less than 100, but more than 50. It was, it was somewhere in that range. It was season one. 80 something. No, I think it was, was like it? 86 or something. I think like it was that. OG artwork, but, but anyway, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But yeah, it was uh, the kingdom, the balance and something else. Yeah. I forget, yeah. I remember, I remember that topic now. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and that's where we t- discussed that where there there's, we have worldly duties, right? Mm-hmm. And we have kingdom duties and how do we balance the two? We don't want to be so kingdom minded to where we cut ourselves off and become a cult community. Where, okay, well, we can't be around sin and we got to be totally separated from the world, but we mm-hmm. also don't want to be so worldly minded that we don't take care of the respons- our God given responsibilities that we are supposed to have to proclaim the gospels, to go out and make disciples, to take care of our families, that those responsibilities are important, right? They're commands that we're supposed to do. And so we got to find the balance in between. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, so, so getting back into greed with the problem of greed, right? So we look at all these different passages, these six sure. different passages, and it talks about so many different things of watch out, be on your guard. The rich fall into temptation and it can actually cause you destruction. Don't store it for yourself. Like there's warning after warning after warning. And then the question though is why? Like, why are we given all these warning about greed? Why is money such a bad thing or wanting money or all these different things? And so I, I, I was looking at these passages early before we came in. I kind of like wrote down four different things of just why is greed an actual problem and Should've why six. 
I, I thought the same thing. <laughs> I thought the same. I should have. I should have had six things to go with the six different passages. Yes. While we talk about the six or seven, since six, it was the seven. The, the that sixth was a, deadly uh, seven deadly sin. Because technically, greed is the sixth seven deadly sin. This, um, <laughs> just, what was the other time that I said? You just had like a brain or uh, a mouth mumble and It was jumble. all created by Pope Gregory in the sixth century. So yeah. you guys are just in for a treat today. <laughs> so what is the problem with greed? Why is greed on the list of the seven deadly sins? Because this one doesn't seem as harmful as other ones because you're just going after it to take mm. care of yourself, right? And the answer is no. Because first off, greed causes you to love yourself more than you love others. Mm. Greed causes you to love yourself more then you love others because all you care about is you, 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 and going after what you want more than giving. Because if you're constantly asking for more and taking more, mm-hmm. you're less likely to give more. And that's where that passage was talking about store it for your barns in heaven, where the guy built up another barn because he got more stuff and he built up another barn and built up another barn because he just wanted to hoard it all to himself. But then he died and he took none of it with him. And that's kind of where that passage came back to. But if you are having so much greed where you want to just, you know, take and take and take, you are not able to love others more than yourself. And that kind of goes back to the second Corinthians eight, nine verse where it says, for, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who though he was rich for your sake, became poor so that by his poverty, you might become rich in order to actually potentially sacrifice like Jesus did. We have to be more willing to give than to receive and be willing to more give than take. And if we're truly loving others more than we love ourselves, we can't be so greedy that we're only thinking about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to think about other people as well. So that's just one of the reasons that that popped up in my head. Another thing with greed is greed causes us to put our faith and trust in money and possessions over God. So the first you you broke the two greatest commandments, the love of the Lord God, all your heart, your soul, your mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Because if greed causes you to put, you know, your own faith and assurance in what you have in the things you stored here on earth, the trust in God just absolutely depletes because you're trusted in your bank account and in in your 401k and in your house and your all, all these other different things. Mm-hmm. And that's where you put your support. And we see so many times in today's world when people, when they just lose money, they just end up committing suicide because that's, that was their God, right? Money was their actual God. And, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll toss this into it as well is the fact of if you're chasing after money, you are now serving God or serving money instead of God. Right. And and I do want to say, and we'll get into this a little bit, how do we combat greed in our lives a little bit? I'll say I never actually struggled with trying to chase after money until I became a freelancer, hmm. to be honest with you. Because like as a pastor, I had a salary and that was it. When I was working at, at Northland, the marketing department, I had a salary and I wasn't, I was just trying to do my job. Sure. Whereas now it's like when you talk to a freelancer, the whole goal was first to get, you know, your, you, you got to get 50,000. Then you got to become a six figure. Then you got to become a quarter million. Like there's always another goal and there. And every podcast is all about how to make your first six figures, how to be in the, uh, w- w- what do they call it? The triple digit club where it's like three digits before the comma type thing right. or, or the double comma club. And so everyone's trying to pursue money. And for me, it's like, am I trying to pursue helping other people? Am I trying to pursue now? Obviously I need to pursue paychecks because that's how I, you know, Right, feed the bills. seven kids. Like we talked about last week, grocery bills are expensive. I just said that to the imaginary camera. I'm looking back at you now. So, but you know, the fact of, you know, as a freelancer, my entire job is trying to get jobs to get money to support my family. Right. But you know, am I putting all these jobs and having to get more jobs and more jobs and more jobs to make more money, more money, more money over being 
a dad and a husband and a father. And obviously there's busy times in everybody's life and season and whatnot. In these past two weeks with trying to buy a house have been a very, very, very busy mm-hmm. season. But I will say I've been struggling with that more than that. But if I'm constantly chasing after money, is money my God or is God my God? Well, and I think that Ephesians Which 5, is idolatry. 5, yeah. yeah, so it says for... For our, for no one recognizes this, every sexual immoral or impure or greedy person, and I like how it says, or greedy person, who is an idolater, right? So if you're... Like it's capped off. Gre- like if, if you're greedy, you are an you're idolater. Greedy, you're, you, I, you're idolizing money or wealth. And that goes back to the first of the Ten Commandments right. that God said, you shall have no other guy before me. Right, but they do not inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. Like that's a big thing. It's a big warning. That's a huge warning. Another thing that greed does, though, is greed can never be satisfied. Because you always want more. I thought that was fascinating. You always want more. And because you can never have enough. There's always a next step. There's always another one. Like you reach the bus and you keep going. You just, okay, you made your first 40,000. Okay, here's how you make your next 50. How can you double it? Yeah, exactly. How can you triple it? Right. How do you you get to be the, the millionaire? How do you get to be the billionaire? I mean, it's never enough. If you chase after money, you'll never stop running. Right. You know? It's and a race that never ends. It's a race that never ends. And we see that, you know, I mean, even in the Bible, it talks about it, where the fact of, you know, those who want to be rich fall into temptation, a trap of many foolish and harmful desires, which plunge people into ruin and destruction yep. because you end up racing a race that will just leave you never satisfied. And, and destroy everything around you. I mean, that's that's the whole uh, uh, the Christmas story with Scrooge. Right, Ooh, he kept chasing right. after money, and what did he do? He became literally the grumpiest old fart on the block. Okay, I'm watching the Muppets Christmas Carol tonight. I'm just going. But to, isn't that the whole purpose of the story? Saying, is the fact that is. he became no, so greedy and yeah. selfish that he was never satisfied, and because right. of that, he was brought into ruin and destruction. Yep, yeah, and it showed exactly where it was going to leave. To a grave by himself with nobody mourning him. Oh, man, I guess I better change my ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, last thing that greed does, though, is, and I thought this one was kind of fascinating, was greed will cause you to fight to remain comfortable. Mm. greed will cause you to fight to remain comfortable in other words when we're comfortable and we're inside of our comfort zone there's safety and security we talk about all the time here on the show is so much of christianity is getting outside of your comfort zone to give it above and beyond there's a lot of churches that talk about um what are the values of the church and they say you know my favorite one that a lot of churches have started picking up is you can never outgive god and a lot of times giving that 10 percent of your income towards a tie towards the church or towards missions or towards some sort of kingdom work, that's a sacrifice. Yeah. Like, I mean, you think about it. If someone brought in the, the average income, if we just say, you know, 50, 50 G's, right? 10% of that is $5,000. That's a whole lot of extra comfort that you can have that you are giving up right. to give away to other people. And so many times, you know, we give above and beyond even 10% because 10% to the church and 10% to all these different things. But if we are so greedy that we just want to fight to remain comfortable, that's what we're going to chase. We're going to chase after the comfort. And then all of a sudden it's like, you don't feel more comfortable because you you, you need more stuff. You need bigger sure. things. And then it's kind of like the idea of these, these rich superstars that get multi-million dollar paychecks who buy these huge houses and these huge cars. And then all of a sudden, how are they going to pay for all these different things? They have to be even more greedy and get bigger things and so, bigger things to keep buying and paying off all these different things. There's a thing that uh, that we say at, at the mill all the time. It's actually kind of interesting that I sit here and think about it. But the more overtime you work, the more money you get. Right. People out at the mill, the more money they get, the more they spend money. And the more they spend money, the more they realize they need to get more money to stay in the same type of living, especially with the rise of cost of living. So they have to work more. So they're trading their time in for money constantly. 
And it just goes back and forth. All right, I'll trade in more time. Oh, now I have more money. I can buy more stuff. Oh, now I have all this more stuff. Now I need to have more money. So I trade in more of my time. So I can, And it's just a never-ending cycle. And so when we look at the, the seven deadly sins, the reason why this list was compiled is the fact of these seven sins lead to so many other sins. And so and I think that's what you're kind of saying here with greed right. is the fact of, I mean, we even see right here from Jesus of watch out, be on your guard of all types of greeds because a man's life does not consist in abundance of his possessions. Because when you're chasing after it, you fall into temptation, right. traps. It even says that it has caused people to walk away from the faith, right. not, not unfaith and trust in God not, you know, seeing better arguments for the resurrection or for the crucifixion or for other religions, but greed has caused people to walk away right. from the faith. And in fact, it even says that it's idolatrous and that a greedy people won't inherit the kingdom of God. So then the next question is, is as Christians, how do we handle this? Mm. Right. I think that's, that's, that's the big conversation around is the fact of, I think we can all agree. Okay. Greed is bad. Yes. I know it's, well, we're not supposed to be greedy, but so many times we easily fall into that trap. Sure. So how do we handle greed, you know, all around us and even inside of us? It's a good question. How do we handle it? How do we handle it? Uh, you know, I think that the, the best way to handle it is not to be greedy. <laughs> So so no, but so the, the, but it, but if but if you're just sitting somebody with a coffee shop who's just learning these different things, sure. what would you tell them? It's like, hey, like, okay, so I'm not supposed to be greedy. The Bible says it. So what what does that mean? What does that look like? What am I supposed to do? Like real practical. Let's get real practical. I think it goes back to what we talked about. It it depends on what your motives are, right? Okay, and that's what's going to determine if you're greedy or not. And if you see that your that yourself is a greedy person, then you need some changing, right? Why are what is the motive? What do you need the money? And if you need the money, okay, great. But if you don't need the money, are you sacrificing other things for the money, right? Mm. Are you sacrificing? If, if you're single, right, are you sacri sacrificing those relationships, you know, within the church, within whatever, you know, for this extra money? Are, are I mean, that's a big thing, right? Are you sacrificing your time with God? Or are you sacrificing your time with others? So I think that that's what you really have to evaluate in your own life. And if you're sacrificing those things, then... If you can, if it's not you taking care of yourself while you're doing it, right? If it's just because you're getting one excess money, then I would say back off of the work. If it's something that is sustaining life, then that's a different story. That's a different conversation. So, And, and I think that's where it gets hard because, like, you know, I, I think about this in my context with, with Beth and I. And, you know, like Beth lived off her income sure. without me. And sure. she doesn't need my income. And but there's something to be said about the the work that I love and that I get to enjoy and that I'm making it. And there's something I think there is something to be said about the pride somebody takes in in the work that they do. And to be honest with you, I don't think that's always bad until it becomes the idol that you're like, oh, I'm mm. chasing after this and chasing after this dream. And because greed doesn't have to just be money, greed could be done in so many different ways. Like I actually think, to to be honest with you. Greed could also be the fact of hoarding what you have, even if it's a little bit. Right. Where you like you hear about people, not all the time, but sometimes where it's like they're so so controlling and greedy of what they have that their kids their kids end up having nothing. Right. And they no no we have to save we have to save we have to save we're gonna have nothing and we're gonna have this different things and we're not gonna have a lot of food on the table because you know of the fear of not having it and it's still at the same time you may not have a lot of money but you're still a slave to money. Right. And we're not supposed to be slave by anything. In fact, we're supposed to take every thought captive and be slaves to following Jesus and not serving and trying to worship money. And I also think of the conversation around, um, that's not really a conversation, more the fact of a, a good illustration to, to kind of wrap up my thoughts with this is the, the greatest showman. 
Mm. You know, and yeah, so like the movie with good, the Greatest Showman, you know, Hugh Jackman's character, he was just doing it because he loved it. He he wanted to 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 bring the um, the amazing things. Now we can have you know people can fight and argue all the time about like the uh, ethical practices of of Barnum and Bailey, but we ain't gonna go into that. We're talking about just the show, um, just the movie. <laughs> Because we can go and talk about the ethics of it, but but with the movie, it's the fact of like he just did it because he was just like he was so impressed and it was so much fun and he was doing it for the girls and for his wife and right. and but in again he was chasing after a dream that was huge. He wanted to give his wife the same dream that that she had when she was a kid, and she was like, "I don't need these things." Right. He's like, "But I want to give it to you." So what did he do? He went after it and got it. And but that wasn't good. Else. But that yeah. wasn't good enough. Right. So he kept going and going and traveling and traveling and traveling. And what happened? His wife left him. His kids, you know, were confused and despised. His his entire crew and staff was like, "We hate you." Yeah, like, right. And then when they appeared before like um, this magnificent party, and they were like, "We're ready to go," and he was like, "Nah, you ain't good enough for this." Right. Like he put himself on a pedestal, yep. and then he fell and fell hard. Yep. Now you know. Granted, it was a beautiful it was a beautiful story of redemption at the end of that movie where, you know, he 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 got his crap together, he went back to his roots, and then what did he do in the movie? He handed the reins off to somebody else. He right. didn't have to do that, but he said, Sure, I have done enough. Here's the do. I'm gonna love this not on my wife and my kids. And I think with greed, a lot of it goes back to your perspective on life and what are what are your goals? What are you trying right. to attain? What are you trying to achieve? And I think you know I'm I'm kind of having some self reflective time because with Isn't Beth that, and I we this, this podcast is great for that. Yeah, it sucks because <laughs> um, you know I'm, I'm gonna turn off podcast teaching voice here. I'm gonna just just chat Mark style, I guess now because uh, I, I was in podcast mode there for a while, wasn't I, with my voice? Um, but you know Beth and I had a lot of goals and things we were trying to achieve, and none of them had anything to do with finances or. Sure. status of life or all these different things. Now I am very hesitant where I don't want a big mortgage because then I have to chase after money to pay that. So of course we're not going to go after a million dollar house because then I have to chase that mortgage payment. Right. And that's not a way to live. I don't want to live that way. I don't want to live chasing after car payments and mortgages and loans and travel league ball and all these different things. Cause that's not what our family values are. Mm -hmm. But so many times, you know, money and chasing it, it's so easy to fall into that trap and I was even telling Beth this just the other day of um, actually today, to be honest with you, where it's the fact of I, I never struggled with this until I had my own business and it was up to me. Mm. Now, granted, if people looked at how much money I made, like people who make decent money, they look at me and go, bro, you, you got to work a little harder. Like, bro, this, this, you, you could do better. You can do better. But for me, if I were to work harder and work better now, obviously I get better at my craft and sure, I get faster sure. and I can yeah. do automated things. But if I was to do anything else, I'd be working every morning, every night. Right. Like last week, I worked late a few different nights yeah. because I had to to finish the projects. And that was just to finish the projects. But if I was doing that week in and week out every single week, I would run myself ragged. My wife would hate me because of it. My kids might end up despising me because they would think, oh, dad just cares about work and right. running and right. all these different things. But my kids know. It's like, oh, dad has to go back to work. Ugh. Why does that have to work? And like, like the little kids, like especially like you know the littles, will be like, oh, like why does daddy have to work? And the older kids will tell you, they're like, well, when daddy works, he's able to, you know, he's we we can have a house to live in, and we pay the bills, and we're able to eat food. Right. That's all they care about. They're not like, oh, well, dad's got to work extra overtime so we can go to this, and we can do this, and we can do this, and we can do this, and kind of like um the, the madam secretary, the the madam secretary scene, special shot. Yep. Where Jason was like, all these kids, all they ever talk about was. You know, my dad hung out with Bono, and this guy hung out with this celebrity, and this, and he goes, "I don't want that. I just want to be a normal kid." Right. You know, so many people crave that life, but 
I don't want that for my my kids. Mm. I don't want them to be like, oh, we had this rich, you know, bougie celebrity life where, you know, like Kim K, Kim Kardashian can't even go to a mall without this massive security and millions of screaming people holding up phones. Right. She just wants to go to the mall with her daughter. Right. She can't do it. And and if we're chasing after the quote unquote, and not even this, not the American dream, because the American dream used to just be you had a plot of land, you had a house, you had a wife and kids, and you had a job. That was it. Like we basically what I got we're here. We're living the American dream, right. but, but now the American dream is to have multiple six figure incomes and be a big time influencer and passive income revenue streams where you're just making millions and then you go sit on yachts and parties all day. Well, I think that's the big thing. You hit a bit. You hit a big note there that's been really resonating with me this past year of. The everybody wants to be an influencer, right? I want to influence the culture. I want to influence podcast realm, YouTube world. I mean, that's what it's about. It's about being the influencer, right? I want to be the next Mr. Beast. I want to be the next yada, 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 you know, stand on the stage and influence people. And in a way that's kind of being greedy. If you sit back and think about it, right? Cause you're craving the spotlight. Cause you're craving a spotlight. So you're excessively wanting a spotlight. And so just sitting here thinking back on that, it's like, well, man, that's, no wonder why, yeah, it's, it, it, this is one of the seven deadly sins because that's all it does. All it does is it breaks away from relationships that you're supposed to be a part of. And, so. and it kind of goes right along with pride, too, because sometimes oh, we're yeah. greedy for our own pride oh, sake. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to greedy, uh, greedy, when it Creedy? comes to when it comes to greed, let, let's have final thoughts with this. I mean, hey, Go for we, it. And this episode will be I've, four I've, hour ends. I've given my final thought. What's the best way, do you think, is to combat greed in our own lives? What would you say is, the, like, if you would boil it down to, like, a sentence or two, mm. the best way we can combat greed in our own lives, what would you say? Uh, man, that's a rough one. I would say, one, stay humble. And uh, But practically, how does that look? Like... Uh, so part of being humble is being accountable, right? Mm-hmm. So having people um, in your life that can tell you if you're being greedy. So you got to humble yourself to be able to allow people in there to do that. And then um, secondly, I would be a good time watcher. What am I using my time for? Mm. And uh, those are my, my so I, I want well, somebody watching me on how I use my time and I want to watch my own time. And Basically. that's why, I mean, that's why we have best friends and right. Janiel and small groups. The and tribe. <laughs> we got the tribe. You know, the first thing that pops in my head is the biggest way to combat greed and, and wanting to hoard your money is just give it. Mm, yeah, that too. But see, even that, you, you can know? be like, oh, I give it all this money, but I'm, I need more, right? So I'm going to go get more. Oh, it makes me feel good to give all this money. So I got to go get more money so I can give more, but it's not for the right motive, right? Because that's what it's about. It's about the right motive. It's just like when Christ said the the woman with two mites, right? She gave all she had. There was people gave way more money than her with a wrong spirit, and she gave all she had with the right spirit. And he's like, she has given more than anybody else today. So that's a big thing. Yeah, and I would say the biggest, I mean, maybe going back to 1 Timothy 6 then where it says those who want to be rich fall into temptation. It's not the people who are rich. Right. People who desire to be rich. They'll yes. sacrifice anything to be rich. And as Christians, what are we supposed to do? If we if we properly understand what influencing culture means, that means loving our neighbor. That means going out and reach the person right across the, pointing the aisle. Every, pointing everyone to Jesus. If you want to change the world, change it in your own backyard first. Mm. You know? And so when it comes to greed for me, maybe it's just a simple fact of what I'm, I'm preaching to myself right now is the fact of don't chase after, and this is where I first started my business. I wasn't trying to chase after money. Money just kind of showed up. 
but I was chasing after just helping people. I get to serve people. And I think if, like what you said, if we have the right mindset and we have the right goals and we have the right aspirations, we constantly check in on them and watch them and have other people hold us accountable. Maybe we can kick greed right in the teeth. Right. Because at the end of the day, there, there it is at, at the end of the at day, the end of the day, as we Jesus, land the plane, as we land the plane, Jesus says, watch out and be on your guard against all kinds of greed. And I think that's what we need to do. It's like what you said. We need to watch out. Right. Because if Jesus says watch out, we probably should listen to it. Cause the last thing I want to do is walk away and wander, wander from the faith and pierce myself with many grieves, including my own family. Cause that's the last thing I, I would ever, ever want to do. Right. Anything else from you, big guy? You ready to end this plane? Let's let's end land it? the plane. I just said end the plane. How about we pull the train into the... How about uh, we snakes on a plane and land it? Sounds good. <laughs> Time for Fun Packs with Fillmore. <laughs> I feel like our jokes are getting worse and worse as the night goes on. They, it's because <laughs> we're getting more and more... Well, hopefully happy. people are still engaged with the show and enjoying it's it. It's actually a shorter show than what has previously wow. been. And I so. feel like we had so little content in this episode, too. That's just crazy. It cray cray. That's crazy. All well, right. my dude, let's end this show with an amazing fun fact the from the fun forward. fact of the Give day. Give it to me, boss. I have not looked. I have is, not looked. Did you know that ancient Egyptians used dead mice to ease toothaches uh, excuse you in ancient egypt no. people put a dead mouse in their mouth no. if they had a toothache according to nathan Bolovsky's book oh. strange medicine and shocking history of real medical practice practices through the ages mice were also used as a wart remedy in elizabeth elizabeth bithian man i can't talk elizabethian england what the heck is wrong with people? I want to know. Are you kidding me? Does it really work though? Like, or do they just be like, oh yeah, I got this mouth. I got this tooth. They can put the, you know. Old, yeah. You know how it helped them, right? I put old Ratty Tui in here. <laughs> you, you, you know how I got rid of the toothache, right? Yeah. The black plague showed up and I killed them. Killed them. <laughs> that is the grossest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. What is, okay. I do have some questions for these Asian Egyptians. Like when I see Joseph up in heaven, I'd be like, bruh, bruh, y'all use lead paint in your eye makeup. Y'all did what to these types of animals? Mm. You put thinking, did y'all really put mice in your teeth? That is gross. You got a toothache and be like, um, oh, who's got the rat? <laughs> Thank goodness for modern medicine. Yeah, take Does that. modern medicine go against the Bible? No, we praise Jesus for modern Ooh. medicine every single day here on RTC and because you can go that's back wild. And check out that ep episode that we had. That is not about. a fun fact. Dude. That is a gross fact to end the show. It was an Which I guess makes fact. it fun. It's a fun fact. It makes it fun. If you ever feel too greedy, it's like a mouse in your or mice in your mouth and you walk go. around a little bit. That'll humble you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, hey, guys, just like always, you can learn all about the show, where to connect with us, where to connect with the RTC community over at our website at realtalkchristianpodcast.com where you can have links to our email address or just a contact form right there on the website, our texting number, the Facebook page, the Instagram page, and the Facebook group just to continue the conversation offline. Oh, and you can also, sorry. <laughs> you weren't ready for the transition. Uh, you can also check us out at YouTube. Go over to our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe. Hit the bell notification. <laughs> and uh, there's new content coming out for YouTube only. The only other place it gets shared is in the Facebook group. Uh, you can also contact us at 574-400-5352. And I do promise we are working on the merch shop. We are You got something in the works. Uh, we do. We're not going to mention it yet. We're going to hide it under a rock, kind of under a bushel. Oh, no. I'm going to let it shine. <laughs> Not yet, though. Just, so stay tuned because we've had a lot of people ask us about the merch. merch for the show. So stay tuned. 
Maybe we'll figure something out. Maybe. Maybe it will crash and burn. Burn. Who who knows? But either way, guys, we are so thrilled that you hang out with us here again on RTC. Come back next Thursday for another episode, another conversation about how we can impact our culture and talk about things in our faith and in society. Anything else you got before we let the beautiful people go, my friend? No, sir. I love it. Well, hey, guys, until next time, then. Take it easy.